What is up, people? You are listening to another episode of the Imperial Broadcast. I'm your host, Shamari Stewart, joined, as always, by my co-host, Kendall Stewart. Kendall, what is up? Yeah, what's up, Shamari? We're uh, we're back after a little bit of a uh, you know week 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 and a half off. Um, obviously, when we take that much time off, it, it, something happens because there's always something happening in the Star Wars universe. Despite the fact that now we're currently we're starting to hit a little bit of a of a news lull, a, a Star Wars lull. Obviously, no more Mandalorian. That's been off for a while, but you know, no. Uh, you know, no movies coming up, no TV shows really coming up, but we do have Clone Wars coming back in the very, very, very near future. So, uh, obviously, we'll be talking about that uh, quite a bit over the next, you know, a couple months. But, um, but no, I mean, I'm excited. We uh, one of the, funny one of the stories we talked about before we got on was uh, there was like a a publication that claim to have an exclusive uh so I, I don't even call it a publication i mean i call it a blog that's kind of what it was but uh they had an exclusive that um george lucas was going to be on working as an executive producer on cassian endor uh what on what basis i don't know i guess they have a source and you know that's, that's fair you're, you're allowed to have a source but um that was sort of debunked by uh, Clayton Sandell, who's been, you know, he's worked for ABC and he's been kind of a Star Wars uh, uh, insider. He's talked a lot about Project Luminous especially, but he said that he, he checked with his sources. Uh, he he called it bothering his sources because of how ridiculous that claim was. And said that, no, George Lucas is not returning to write, produce, direct Cassian Endor for Disney+. Plus. So... Um, I, I mean, you can still believe uh, this this blog if you if you like. I mean, you're not retracting your statement, but uh, that's 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 what's out there right now, Shamar. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, a lot of people say a lot of things online. I'm sure, I'm sure there's. I could probably find 20 scoops on the Star Wars uh, Reddit um, on on uh, any kind of uh, you know all just all over and not even just reddit probably many message boards uh people saying you know i know some guy that said told me that uh and i'm sure like about 10 percent of them are probably accurate you know but yeah i mean it's just about you know how how verifiable is the information and it's just you know you know like i say you can choose to believe what you want to believe you know if we got a, a random scoop all of a sudden someone from disney lucasfilm Someone from the story group just randomly told me what their plans were. You know, I would put it out there. I maybe I'll put it out there and say I have a source, but are they going to believe me? I don't know. <laughs> you know, yeah. so I mean, it's all about you know, just just how how legit these uh, these people are and whether they've had any kind of scoops in the past that turned out to be accurate. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, look, it's interesting stuff. Um, you know, shout out to the people that that came up with that scoop. Kendall, you know what they who they are, what their names are, or whatever. Um, uh, the publication uh, is the Illuminati. The Illuminati. Shout out to the Illuminati. Um, shout out to the they have some other. I, I mean, I don't even want to call them scoops. They have some other rumors that they put mm-hmm. out there. You know about Cassian Endor and other things, but you know we'll we'll wait to see how verifiable they are before we yes. <laughs> start running with a bunch of their stories as uh as fact but 
Yes, uh, absolutely. Um, but we do have some, um, you know, very much verified news here to talk yeah. about. Uh, Especially so, um, straight from the source. Yeah, straight from Disney. straight from the source, the, Mr. Disney himself, Bob Iger, uh, for now until he's no longer with Disney. But Mr. Disney himself for now, Bob Iger, um, you know, who had his quarter one investors call, um, you know, uh, this uh, uh, about a week ago. Uh, by the time you're listening, this. listen week. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he uh, had his investor quarter one investors call talking about, um, you know how, uh, you know, in large part how successful Disney's been, which is no surprise to anybody. Uh, but <laughs> shocking. <laughs> but you know how much mo- how much massive amounts of money that they've uh, made uh, through the various funny, projects. You can actually. This is a it's a public call, so we can yeah. all listen. I haven't listened to yep. it about an hour long. Uh, I may eventually listen to it, just you know, to pretend like I have any stake in Disney. <laughs> Maybe we have stocks in Disney, maybe not. Yeah. But um, but I do have a you know an, an emotional stake in Disney. You know, we obviously we cover a lot of their their stuff. We watch a lot of their stuff. Unfortunately, we buy a lot of their stuff. But um, but yeah, it is public. So if you want to listen yep. to it, you know, it's definitely strange to hear. You know, I listened to a little bit of it. It's definitely strange to hear Bob Iger. Talking about, yeah, you know, so we made this amount of money and, you know, this is doing well, this property. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> yeah, it's but, very much, you know, bottom line, uh, business, yeah. corporate kind of investor call. Um, but, you know, they got to do this stuff uh, for their investors. So, um, so yeah, he had that call going through all the, the numbers and also just also, um, you know, briefly outlining what their plans are for the future, which is mainly what we'll be focusing on. Um, so Bob Iger had mentioned, uh, talked about the Mandalorian briefly, and he, you know, confirmed that the Mandalorian's next season is coming out in October of this year, which is a very, very exciting. Um, uh, so, um, he also confirmed that they are looking into potential spinoffs from the Mandalorian going forward as well. Um, and he also reaffirmed that they are taking a hiatus, um, you know, which he had said before. I believe he actually also said that last year or a couple years ago. But um, but he reaffirmed that they are, you know, taking a hiatus from the movie. Excuse me, from the movies, and that they are focusing more on TV, um, you know, in going in the uh, the years, the immediate years going forward. Uh, so you know, all this information is is. Um, well, it's exciting that we do have an official date for The Mandalorian that we can mark down on our calendars, or a general date, which is October, uh, which is very exciting. Um, uh, but yeah, so uh, it's exciting that we're getting some information, we're possibly getting spinoffs from The Mandalorian. Um, I mean, I had figured that they, you know, would, uh, you know, that they would want to make more content more Star Wars Disney Plus content considering how successful The Mandalorian has been. I don't see potential for um, a spinoff based on any of the characters we've seen so far. But uh, I'm... Uh, well, just based on the, the rumors and the speculation in, in with regards to the characters that may or may not be appearing in Season 2, there may be potential spinoffs based on some of the characters and rumors that we've been hearing about season two. Uh, Ken- but Kendall, what do you think about, you know, this news uh, and everything that Iger has been saying um, in his uh, investor call? 
Yeah, you know, I I think it's interesting. Um, first, you know, he talks about, you know, he mentioned the Mandalorian coming back in October. Obviously, that's very positive news. Uh, and, you know, the fact that he's highlighting the Mandalorian and its return, you know, obviously suggests that, you know, they made a lot of money off the Mandalorian. That's why it's relevant yes. to even bring up, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, so obviously that's something that they want to um continue on and they want to continue that that momentum um because there was also the talk of look there were people out there not me but or not us but you know there were people out there that were like we don't i don't need anything disney plus right now without mandalorian so i'm gonna cancel a subscription and come back and come back whenever it's whenever it's there yes. but if if you're eager and you confirm that it's coming out this year that maybe gives some people some pause to do that because mm-hmm. that's that's a little drastic um especially now that we have clone wars to kind of bridge the gap for the star wars people um yep and if you watch the super bowl you know disney plus is gonna have a lot of stuff coming up so <laughs> yep. um you may be you may be interested in that and i'm sure i agree went in, went in detail with that as well but we'll talk about that probably another time uh on another show but um in terms of star wars um so obviously it's interesting that you know he mentions not only that the Mandalorian uh, is coming back, but that they also are considering spinoff shows. And as you mentioned, Shamari, what's particularly interesting about this is that if we just look at his comments at face value and think about what we know of and what we've seen with the Mandalorian, what what would you consider possibilities for Mandalorian spinoff shows? Like, as, you know, we if we cross out anything that, you know, we, we hope or has been rumored to potentially happen in season two, we just look at everything that we got all season one. What would you see as having potential for a spinoff? Um, uh, almost nothing, honestly. Just yeah, based on. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm just like, I don't see really anything. I mean, IG-11 is dead. Spoiler alert, I guess, whatever. Uh, but IG-11 is... <laughs> IG-11 is... This podcast, I'm sure you've seen it. <laughs> if not, boo Yeah, anybody, I'm sorry. I ruined the show for you, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, IG-11 is dead, you know? So I'm just like, I don't, um, you know, I don't know what... I mean, I don't... He's the, probably the only one. I mean, I guess you could do something on Moff Gideon and I, I, I suppose, now, uh, you know, yeah. We know, we know Iger, the fact that Iger brings that up, we know Iger is, and Disney, they're, they're, as we've talked about multiple times just now, that they are a money-driven organization. And honestly, the property that's made them the most money as a, as a company in general, of all the, of all of the, uh, the branches of Disney over the last, three mm-hmm. to four months the the thing that has made them the most money has been baby yoda probably right. so is there a possibility we get baby yoda spinoffs on disney plus whether it be animated whether it be kid friendly whether it be stuff into his origin you know i think that that i don't want to like we'll f- probably find out more about baby yoda on the mandalorian so like you know maybe that's kind of like a waste you know like i mean or, or maybe they keep it now a secret but and decide we're going to just tell that in a, in a completely separate spinoff his origin his it's not really an origin because he's just a baby but his backstory um 
that's that's a possibility as well, given you know I mean I mean the Baby Yoda Funko Pop is now the all time selling all all time most selling Funko Pop in history. Like, I Bob Iger knows that, and you know Lucasfilm knows, Kathleen Kennedy knows that, John Favreau knows that, they all the people at Disney know that Alan Horn. So I can imagine that they are going to take all these things into consideration as a spinoff. Um, you mentioned Moff Gideon as something else, but it's also interesting that you mentioned that there may be some characters that could potentially be introduced in season two that you think could potentially make more sense for a spinoff. Yes. I mean, it's been rumored, of course, which we've talking about, we've spoken about previously on the show that uh, Afra, Dr. Afra, uh, from the comics may be making an appearance in season two. Um, it's been rumored that... Um, uh, uh, Iden Versio could potentially be making an appearance in season two. Yes, um, Janine Yeah, I mean we have this the other characters who could potentially, um, you know, be making an appearance in season two. Uh, where I think they, you know, he could actually make a show. I mean, when I played through the Star Wars Battlefront two storyline um, with Iden Versio in it, I, I a lot of people had an issue with the campaign. I loved it. I thought it was great <laughs> personally. I thought it was really well done, just like I thought the companion novel was really well done uh, with uh, Inferno Squad. So, I mean, I, I mean, I think I think that could make a good, quite frankly, um, uh, a good show. Though I don't know how much of the story they would need to, they could really expand on. Maybe her and the Resistance, possibly. I don't know, but um, but yeah, it's. I mean, there's. I mean, there's definitely other things that they could do with those characters in particular. Um, that I could definitely see them expanding on and, and possibly making future, uh, making uh, more store, more, more uh, content uh, around. So, so yeah, they definitely have some potential things going on. Um, and uh, yeah, and of course, uh, you know, as we had spoken about in previous shows as well, I didn't, of course, reaffirms that they are not going to be focusing on the movies going forward, which I think is a, um, I think it's a good thing. Honestly, I think they need a break. I think, uh, you know, especially when it comes to uh, the Lucasfilm, uh, you know, I guess, uh, you know, Kathleen Kennedy and the leadership in Lucasfilm, they just need to just, you know, take a break from the films and the movies and all that. There's too much going on. Just the TV stuff. Disney Plus has been very successful so far. Clone Wars, I would imagine, is also going to be very successful. So to kind of just focus on that make money off of that and you know keep it going from there um you know rest you know recharge the creative get the creative juices flowing and then when they have something good and then start producing from there um but yeah we do have uh some more story a couple more stories for you guys a couple more interesting pieces of information this one is is um i'd say much less verified since it's not coming from Iger himself uh this is a scoop uh, coming from John Campia, who is a, uh, I would call me a, a movie, I guess he's Analy- kind of a movie analyst, movie analyst, um, kind of a uh, insider, has sources within Hollywood, um, and he also is a big Star Wars fan and has a lot of, um, you know, experience doing movie reviews and such and things like that. Uh, so uh, he has a show on YouTube. And he had mentioned that he he has a source, 
um, that's saying that uh, we may be getting an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie instead of the show. Uh, yes. But um, but Ken, I know I didn't I didn't exactly see what he said, but I know Ken, I know you had uh, followed yes. up on this. So what what had Campia said regarding this uh, situation? Yeah, so Campia uh, Campia made some interesting comments. You know, obviously he said he he made it, he made assertions that um, you know because it started because Robert Meyer Burnett, who was mm-hmm. the guy who. You know, if you're a Star Wars fan and you don't know anything about YouTube or anything, you don't know anything about John Campia. Uh, he's a correspondent on John Campia's show, uh, podcast, whatever you want to consider it, mm-hmm. on YouTube. But he's also the guy that uh, leaked the Duel of Fate script. Yes. And, you know, made a whole two hour, you know, really it was like five, six hours because like multiple parts, uh, <laughs> five, six hour video uh, going over the entire script. And I'm sure you may have seen that. It has probably hundreds of thousands of views by now. Uh, but um, so Robert Meyer Burnett was on Campia show like he normally is and was making the case. They were talking about uh, they were talking about Obi-Wan and Kenobi or Kenobi, whatever you want to consider it. And they were talking about Kathy Ann and they were not Kathy Ann. Um, what's her name? Kathy Deborah Ann, Chow. There you go. Uh, Deborah Chow. They're talking about uh, Deborah Chow. And they were just they were and he was talking about how there is a chance that Obi-Wan may make more sense as a feature film, given all the things that they are doing Um, and how and how Kathleen Kennedy even said recently that there will be a female director in a Star Wars movie. I think she may have even said soon. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they kind of connected the dots. Maybe that's what she's talking about. Uh, then John Campia said that he had a source. He he did he initially he didn't feel comfortable even talking about this when he had first heard about it last week after he went on a rant about Kathleen Kennedy, similar to what we did <laughs> right. after the the Obi Wan thing. He had a source call him up and say, you know, essentially relax. This is probably going to be moved to a feature film, you know. And then he said he didn't do it. He didn't say anything on it. But then Burnett bringing up and connecting those dots. He then felt more comfortable to share and felt more, uh, you know, felt more intrigued about the possibility considering now Burnett's saying it and then his source is also saying that that's a, that's a strong possibility. Now he feels more comfortable even talking about it. Even further than that, Robert Meyer Burnett then said on his own show, his own YouTube channel, that he checked in with his sources um, and he initially he said what he said on KPA show with no... That was just completely all him. No sources. He even clarified, "I look, I don't have any sources. Campia has sources. I don't." Uh, then Burnett said that he checked in with his sources that he got from the Duel of Fate script, uh, or that he got the Duel of Fate script from. Essentially, I don't know if that's Contra or who. Um, and he said that they. He said he he called it informed speculation that they are speculating that the same. They're speculating the same thing that they think Obi Wan will likely become a feature film um now that's interesting obviously because as far as we know this is a you know originally it was you know six part you know story and a four part story and now we don't know what it is but we know they're still doing it you mcgregor is saying telling everybody to calm down uh he thinks Burnett even thinks there's a good chance it may fall into that 2022 star wars slot so for disney so i don't know but 
there are a lot of interesting things that suggest that Obi-Wan could end up a movie rather than a uh, than a Disney Plus series. Very interesting stuff. Um, so I, well, first of all, I very much tr- trust um, Robert Meyer Burnett's. So I trust both of their sources personally, but I, I very much trust Robert Meyer Burnett's source because he somehow got his hands on the episode nine script that we know is legit. Yeah, very legit. <laughs> Trevorrow literally confirmed that, the, yes, this is the script. And there's all this concept art that leaked as well, which I, I for a second I wanted to talk about. I'm not going to go into it, but man, this the concept art they had surrounding his movie. It looks so much better. I mean, ah. Oh. I'm yeah, not, I, oh, yeah, that's what I was trying to. Yeah, I, we talked about this a little bit last week. Yes, I brought it up, but like, yeah, that, the concept art for Duel of Fates like is incredible. It's I incredible mean, stuff. With you saw the stuff on Coruscant. Coruscant. I mean, they're <laughs> fighting with just people, stormtroopers fighting I against the people. His Vader. Like, I remember that. Oh, it's, I, I mean, was reading a little bit of the script because the script came out. You know, it's it's out there on the internet now. You can find it, and I was reading a little bit of it. Like I just scrolled down to a random page, and it's. It's Kylo Ren talking to this Tor Valum guy. Yeah, we don't really know who he is. Mm-hmm. And Kylo Ren asks him, I guess he's trying to like get trained by him. And Kylo Ren asks him, "Wait, but didn't you uh, didn't you train Dark Plagueis?" And Tor Valum's like, "That ma- that name means nothing to you, or something like that." And I'm like, oh "Yo, this God. is crazy." That's just a random page that I found. They're talking about Dark Plagueis. It's like, come but, on, man. It's like you're just. Yeah. It's like, but, uh, but, but yeah. people that aren't Star Wars fans wouldn't get it. Shmore. I was like, oh, they they wouldn't get it. <laughs> Who wants to hear about that? If they don't get if they if they don't get enough Raylo, and they don't get enough of the Emperor, it's like I don't know, man. They just think people are they think people are just simple, stupid. Like I just I can't stand it. But <laughs> but yeah, so that looked amazing. But I do absolutely trust Robert Meyer Burnett's sources, you know, because his sources have been shown to be very much legit and very much open and willing to share all kinds of very inside inform- <laughs> inside Lucasfilm information. So if his sources are saying that, I mean, it may be true. Or I, I at very least, I at the very least believe that it's something that's on the table, you know, or it's something that's being discussed. Because these, these things are always in motion, especially, quite frankly, when it comes to Kathleen Kennedy. Who knows, one day she might just be like, no, I don't like that, we're not doing that anymore, and then just change her mind. But, like... You know, I very much think that's something that they have discussed and are, probably are still discussing, you know, especially since they scrapped the writer and now they're doing something completely different that, you know, we don't know what they're doing now. So maybe it is a movie, you know, maybe that's something that th- that they took off the table. And now they're putting back on the table because I remember before we were talking about how they had a director, how a reporter came out and said they had a director, you know, and they haven't retracted any of that or said that the source was bad or anything like that. So you know who knows honestly at this <laughs> well all this conflicting news yeah. is like who knows what's going on but i very much now, believe that that's something now, that's on the table whether or not we believe it how would you feel if this were the case would you suggest it to them do you feel cuz we've talked about this show you know for i mean i guess essentially since celebration uh half a year almost and we've always envisioned it being a mini series and now there's a possibility that it could be transitioned into a show. And shout out to, uh, you know, New Generation Supreme Leader EJ. He was the first one that made this assertion. 
he said they look this might be turned into a movie and i mean i i mean i kind of shrugged my shoulders but you know he he may have been he may, he may have been right on this one but how would you feel about this possibly being turned into a movie because that's it's totally different than the six episode six part series that we were pitched uh, i wouldn't mind um i mean i i feel like either i feel like either way is fine i mean a four part six four part six part you know thing is kind of like a movie almost or a duology maybe um so I mean I I mean I I would feel completely perfectly fine with that. When we initially thought it was a movie, I was totally fine with that. I was absolutely on board. I don't think a story like this is something that needs to be dragged out for very long. I feel like the best um, Obi Wan stories on Tatooine are, you know, they're limited. You know, it's not something that's like, oh, where's season two and season three? Yeah, I wouldn't want a season two or a season. Or this is something where I would expect it to be very self-contained. Very much, you know, uh, uh, more more on the, on the lines of an anthology like Rogue One, right, right. You know, so that's more so what I would expect from something like this. So I wouldn't mind. I would mind at all. I'd be completely. And I think this as a movie would make a ton of money. I Absolutely, think this would make a ton of money. You know, Absolutely. I don't. Think this is a risk for them. Like, yeah, there are risky. certain like like Solo did. Solo did all right. You know, I don't. From what I remember, I don't. It didn't break the bank. It was, I think they broke even, like just barely. And maybe they they may have lost money off because of all the reshoots. But like, it wasn't a complete failure. But it, I mean, it wasn't Force Awakens. It wasn't even Rogue One. Rogue One did well, but this is not going to. This is going to do. This should do better than those. If it doesn't, then that's just purely like bad taste you know star wars fatigue episode nine bad taste in people's mouths like yeah. you know after a lot you know you can survive one or two bad movies but you know and i'm not saying these movies are terrible but like after two or three average movies people are gonna you know people are, are gonna are, are gonna stop believing you so i but i i think even for an obi-wan i think you'll get the people that are kind of checked out they'll come back because that whatever this movie is, if it's a movie, will have nothing to do with uh, episode nine, episode eight. You know, have totally different people making it, totally different director, totally different cast. So I think people will be intrigued by it. Me personally, I I think there are benefits to it being a film rather than a a series. Um, you know, I I think the story. Um, if we're only going to get four episodes anyway, it may, it, it'll ultimately end up being just a movie anyway, but, um, I think the story may, may make more sense, um, because it'll be only one Obi-Wan story. And we've, we've talked about how, and people have talked about how the question of Obi-Wan, like what was he even doing? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. can he, can you tell five or six stories of Obi-Wan doing stuff. You know, like, it kind of has to be one conspiracy. Because after after a while, it becomes like, all right, he's doing all this stuff, and he nobody knew he was there. Like, you know, or... We, I thought he kind of just been doing nothing for, for 20 years or however long it was. Yep. But, um... So if you tell a movie, you can tell kind of one story, or even a four-episode miniseries, regardless of how you want to release it. You can tell one story of obi-wan doing something in between 
episodes three or four rather than if you do eight episodes it's kind of like all right this is kind of a long drawn out thing i would prefer it like that just because i want to see more i'd rather more content than less but you know it kind of makes more sense from a start from a from a lucasfilm perspective to tell it as one story um makes it easier to cast you know things of that nature and manda being more high quality in terms of story and budget uh and you know effects because it's uh a more contained story right exactly um you know, like you were saying, it's, you know, and it's something that we've discussed, you know, ad nauseum at this point, where it's just like, you know, we can't or, you know, it's like, where did he where would he have gone if they did like an eight episode thing and it went it went out two, three seasons? It's like, well, what is he doing? all this? You know, why is he traveling all over the place? What is he doing? that's going to take so long. What story is going on with him? That's going to take so long to tell. Yeah. Uh, so I think it just makes more sense. Um so I would have no well I uh, if they announced suddenly announced that they were making it a movie again I wouldn't have an issue with that you know I would hope that you know Deborah Chow was still attached and that you know they um you know I guess just that the just that the whatever story they're trying to tell it's hard to I feel like this is a story that is um, ironically enough, I feel like it's, this is a story that's kind of hard to really mess up, you know, when it comes to, as long as, yeah, you st- as long as you stick to the core concepts of Obi-Wan's number one priority is Luke's safety regarding everything. And, this, that's, that, and that's, that's a concept that has centered around every single Obi-Wan on Tatooine between episodes three and four story that I've seen and read. Is and then that, that's kind of yeah. where like, well, I I definitely agree that like it, you would think it's hard to mess up because it's hard to mess up. It almost makes it easier to mess up because like mm. we were looking at it as such an easy layup. You know, it's like it's like somebody taking a wide open jump shot or like in football, you have a, guy, a receiver wide open. It almost makes it harder. It always makes that throw harder because now there's more pressure on you to mess up. <laughs> and, you know, we're looking for the we're, we're, look, we're looking for the, the, the little things and you know, we're nitpicking and. You know, if you do anything outside of the box with this, it's 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 dangerous. And you know, it only takes one person to say, "Oh, why don't we have Obi Wan, you know, fight Maul for the twentieth time?" And you know, <laughs> people right. are gonna be, "All right, why is why is this even in the movie?" You yeah. know, like so that's where I say like it's as much as it seems like a slam dunk. You know, all we need is one guy saying, oh, "Why don't we have Obi Wan on the you know fight?" you know, the Emperor, you know, or something ridiculous, or Obi-Wan go to Mustafar, and, like, I mean, it could be, I mean, it could end up being a good story, however you want to tell it, but, you know, ideally, you would think they would keep it as grounded as as it would make sense. Right. Yeah, so, um, so, yeah, I mean, I uh, would see it, I, I would imagine that it would be something that is, you know, kind of an easy kind of easy layup kind of thing where you just he wants to protect luke he's trying to prevent people from finding out he's a jedi eventually he's going to be forced to use the force at some point um and maybe threaten his his him him trying to keep his identity a secret etc you know it's not this isn't like very complicated stuff um and other stories have been written you know other stories have been written that you can draw inspiration from 
you know that that you know so this isn't something that's completely alien that's completely new you know where Kathleen, as Kathleen Kennedy's famous quote said there's no source material this isn't one of those uh <laughs> you know this isn't one of those things you know so yeah. I I think this is uh you know I I would be in favor of whether this is true or not as long as they come out with something Obi-Wan um I'm absolutely in favor of it um so uh, the last story that we're, we're going to be uh, talking about on this show uh, is going to have to do with the uh, new Star Wars uh, Galactic Star Cruiser um, experience. That's that's kind of how I'll describe it. Uh, it's going to be at Walt Disney World Resort um, coming soon. Uh, so this is supposed to be a, a full is supposed to be full immersion where you know you start out at Walt Disney Resort and you're brought to this you're literally put into a pod and with this the, the, that, that that right there is would already kind of sketch me out oh yeah yeah you're not feeling that kind of yeah they put you in they put you in a pod you know the top of the pod looks like it's space and it's like you're being launched into space and you're docking into the ship that's the Galactic Star Cruiser, and you walk in, and there's stormtroopers and Wookies and hollow tables, and you know you're brought to your quarters where that's that's where you'll stay, and it's just a outside. It looks like space. Everything is just you're in you're out in space, and eventually you're transported to Black Spire Outpost, where which is you know the Galaxy's Edge where you can enjoy that experience. Um, and it's just the whole time you're there, it's nonstop Star Wars immersion. I'm sure there's no there's no um, shortage of droids and various different other things that you can interact with. You can train with a lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, they have lightsaber training. Yeah, they have lightsaber training. You can do all kinds of different things um, to uh, just everything is Star Wars. Which is, you know, if you're a Star Wars nut, it's like a dream come true. So, um, so yeah, this is something that, you know, is supposed to be coming soon. Um, uh, it looks very impressive. I mean, I just like to experience it just to experience it, just to see just how <laughs> immersive it is. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, it's, this is very, very exciting. I mean, the Imagineers at Disney, uh, you know, they've, uh, from what I've heard, they really outdone themselves. Um with uh with galaxy's edge and with the um especially with the rise of the the is it the rise of the resistance yes or yes the rise of the resistance ex- uh, ride experience as well so yeah this all sounds amazing to me um but yeah kind of what are your thoughts on the disney uh, galactic star cruiser uh yeah i mean <laughs> i guess my thing would be like in terms of like immersion like how much of the outside world? Because yeah, I mean, we talked about this beforehand, but like, yep. you know, sometimes sometimes you go to these amusement parks or whatever, or like theme parks, and like if you're doing something like that, like you may want to like step into reality for a little bit and yeah. like you know watch the news you may or wanna... you know, watch <laughs> watch a sporting event. You want to go to McDonald's? Yeah, exactly. Go to McDonald's. You know, like <laughs> that's across the street. Like you want to you, you want to kind of go back to nor- normalcy for a little bit um so like do i feel like i just i i guess my question is like when you're there do you feel like almost like you're trapped 
you feel like, all right, you know, I can't, I can't get out. Like, <laughs> Star Wars everywhere. There's no televisions. There's no newspapers. Like, there's yep. no internet. <laughs> but, like, well, yeah, I'm sure there's internet. Because they have internet. And in, that's probably, like, Star the Wars. one thing. But, like, even then, like, I have to, you know, go on my phone or my laptop to feel like I'm still, <laughs> feel like I'm still on Earth. Like, that that would be the only concern. Um, and, obviously, for any normal person, like, I imagine this is going to cost a lot of money. So hopefully the yeah. you know the prices aren't too bad and hopefully not only the prices but the um like the the waiting list and you know the advanced oh, yeah. booking. Absolutely. You know, is it going to be like is it going to take two, two or three years just to get a spot? <laughs> uh, I believe I read something about like it's only going to be two people or it's only going to be a, a maximum two night stay anyway. Yeah. So, it says in the, in the whole trailer it says it's a two night experience. Right. So you know that that gives you the 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 suggestion that you know it's going to be a lot of turnover, but still obviously a concern. You know, is even being able to get there. But you know, is it, and just what's the layout going to be? Is it going to be more Canto Bite? Is it going to be more Death Star? I mean, from the pictures, it looks kind of looks a little Canto Bite-ish. Right. But um, I guess those those are just my questions. But it, it looks like it could be an, an incredible experience. Um, you know, Disney obviously like said they have a lot of money, so <laughs> got to use it somehow. And mm-hmm. uh, I think this makes sense. I think it work. Yeah, yeah, it could absolutely work. Um, and this is at Galaxy's Edge. Uh, yeah, this is it's or, at. Or is well, I, I don't think it's um. You see, it's it sounds like it's more disconnected from Galaxy's Edge, where right. they bring you to this place. Um. See, they they transport you in these like pods, so that I, so it's not on like on Galaxy's Edge, but I think they they use the transports to bring you to and from Galaxy's Edge. Right, right. So right. like the so second you step you can, out, you can stay twenty four seven Star Wars if you want, but you don't have to. Yeah, yeah, that's what it seems like, you know. Um, yeah, which is I think is very important, of course, as well. You know, so it's like oh, I want to go to Burger King, and it's like oh well, we have. Uh, we have uh, I don't know Doc Ondar's can you know so and so's cantina Mendoza's you know burgers <laughs> want to go to Ogle's cantina <laughs> you know it's like that's all that's the only place <laughs> blue milkshake <laughs> you know, it's, like, right, it's like I want a burger you know or I something want water. <laughs> yeah <laughs> right. bottle water <laughs> yeah so you know hopefully the clumps pancakes <laughs> well, all right. Yes, yeah, so I'm thinking they will, uh, you know, they'll allow you to escape the experience if, um, you know, if if you choose to. Though I don't know if that's if you're paying for full immersion, maybe you should just get full immersion. You know, maybe just if you don't want full immersion, maybe just go to Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> yeah. While you're there, and then just when you're done, you can just go do whatever else you want. Um, but yeah, so that uh, really would do it for kind of our news scoops. Um, we do have some recaps as well to go over. So um, I had finished because Star Wars number two came out, uh, which I actually mentioned, I believe, on the last podcast as well. Um, but um, uh, Vader number one also recently came out as well. And Kylo Ren number three is going to come out soon, but that hasn't come out yet. Um, but I read both Star Wars two and Vader one, and um, they are... Uh, both very good. Vader one kind of takes, it takes a, I think it took a lot of cues from the both previous Vader runs, 
um, where Vader, you know, has to go back to Tatooine, and he kind of relives, uh, he has a lot of flashbacks to pre his previous experiences with the Sand People, and with his mother, and with, uh, you know, uh, him and his wife as well, uh, Padme, and uh, all that. So he kind of, because he, 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 he goes on a search to see, he's just angry, and he wants to find out who raised Luke Skywalker to be so weak, which is very, very dark. You know, it's a very, very dark storyline. He wants to find out who raised Luke Skywalker to be so weak. So he goes on a path, on a war path to kill anybody that had anything to do with Luke's upbringing. Uh, so he goes to Tatooine, you know, where he kind of has flashbacks to, you know, Owen Lars and Baru, who he saw and knew from when he, I remember in Attack of the Clones when he saw and, you know, knew them when they were there. Um, and, uh, you know, he saw the grave of, of Shmi Skywalker and, uh, um, and uh, I forget the other Lars, Owen's father. Um, but yeah, you know, this a lot of very sad stuff as well, you know, cause he was so tortured, <laughs> you know, just his whole life was so tortured. But, um, at the end, which is, this is kind of the kicker that she's making all these rounds on the internet. Uh, Vader, <laughs> yeah, Vader encounters this person. He goes back to Padme's apartment, looking into all this other stuff. He encounters this person who appears to be Padme. Everyone's like, "Oh, Padme is alive!" Everyone, everywhere online, the exact same outfit, the exact same hair, exact same outfit. Everyone's like, the outfit, the exact same outfit that leaves on the cover of, I don't, I want to say like a novel, like a Vader novel, or I don't remember what, but um, whatever was on, whatever that was from the cover of, like it was the exact same outfit that she wore, right, in that book. So it was very interesting. Yeah, so he's you know it's making the round all the rounds on the internet. I'm sure she's not alive. This is absolutely some kind of red herring, uh, similar to how, um, you know, they were red herring. They had the red herring and Poe Dameron with that girl, with that woman being a uh, Phasma, and then she wasn't Phasma. Um, so I think this is uh, I think this is similar to that where they're kind of, kind of make you potentially believe that Padme is alive somehow, and that's absolutely not the case. Uh, and if this is Padme, it's some kind of crazy force vision. You know, it has to be. Um, yeah. Uh, which, hey, I think that would be cool, too. I mean, if he... Though she had no connection to the force. I mean, you would you would wish that it were some kind of force ghost or something like that, but I don't think that's possible. Um, <laughs> right. You know, I just... Although we saw with whatchamacallit. I mean, we did see with Kylo Ren with the whatchamacallit. It could be like a hallucination type thing. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, with Han Solo. Yeah, yeah, Kyler so and Han Solo. Yeah, so know. maybe it's something that like that. Be a precursor to that, right? You know, I, I, I can't imagine that you know Charles Soule, you know, this quickly they would get such a deep cut from the Rise of Skywalker into this movie. But to be fair, I mean, I'm sure they were they made him. I'm sure the story group kind of told him what was possible and what wasn't. You know what I mean? Yeah, and this the and the Vader comic is actually by David Pack, who oh, okay, yeah, who he was he was handling. Star Wars towards the end of the first uh, before they did uh they did this time jump, but I thought he did a very good job. I thought it, I thought it was really really good. So I'm you know and I think he's doing a good job so far with Vader. So I am uh, so yeah this is so far I think this has been very well done. The art's also really good. Um, 
And yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to this next issue when we find out what's what's the deal with this Padme look like, or if this is Padme somehow. It's very very fascinating stuff, and the uh, and the Star Wars comic is um, uh, is moving forward with uh, uh, with Lando and them not trusting Lando, and uh, Lando going to uh, so Lando and Chewie kind of take a trip to Tatooine to get information on whether Han is already there because Boba Fett has Han Solo at this point and they're wondering if he already brought Han to Jabba uh, so they find out that uh, that is not the case and they're also trying to um, uh, find out how the rebellion is going to move forward as well because the Empire seems to have cracked their their codes to communicate with one another so that's going to lead to a whole other issue and Luke's also very messed up when it comes to uh, his uh, just his mental state after his encounter with Vader, he's in a very very dark place. It's very very interesting. So I think Charles Soule is handling that really well, and he's going to go on an adventure back to Bespin with Lando, with all the stormtroopers and everything. The Empire is basically has Bespin under his complete control. So that's going to be very 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 cool to see. Um, I think that's going to be very fun as well. Um, and uh, they're also making a lot of there's there are more references to the High Republic era. Yes, that well. was in yeah that was in episode uh, issue three. Yeah. Uh, no, well yes. that well I, well this was in issue two of the, issue two right yeah of the Star Wars comic and so they made more references to the High Republic era which they're they're just trying to they're doing something with this era very very right soon. yeah and you know that was charles soul again so yeah also charles uh, again is that connected to project luminous yeah I, that yeah. connected to movies i mean depending who you ask i mean jason ward is saying it's connected to movies but it could be connected to all this stuff probably not. yeah i mean i would be surprised if if there was nothing project luminous related or yeah there was if there, if there was nothing um or rather there was nothing high republic related within project luminous um, because they're... and they did confirm yeah. uh same guy Clayton uh forget his last name uh from ABC who you know debunked the whole uh <laughs> George Lucas Kathleen Endor stuff he uh he did say that Project Luminous you know the Project Luminous event he's the guy kind of teased that it's coming up and he said the, he then said that the Project Luminous event is not going to be um related to any movies tv or games so not related to any movies tv or games so that sounds like it's just gonna be books so it's just gonna be yeah, comics like and novels yeah. yeah it's strictly book related which i don't know how long it'll remain that way <laughs> right you know all these things can start out as yeah books. i mean and they're hyping this up so much and the the authors seem so excited about it you know so i don't know how much i don't know how long it will remain just within the realm of books i'm thinking this is probably kind of like an experimental kind of test run kind of thing um where they're kind of similar to a lot of what these comic book uh companies marvel dc etc where they kind of test the waters see what the reception is for this character or this storyline and this medium and then if it's really successful oh yeah then we'll put it in the books or we'll put it in the movies or we'll put it in um you know all this other stuff so i'm thinking this is probably something along those lines because the authors they seem really excited about i mean i remember when we were at that panel on comic-con they seemed very excited about this project luminous 
um, you know, so, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm very, I'm, this just makes me more intrigued because it's like, I mean, there've been other crossover events and stuff before. So I'm wondering like, what makes this so like massive and so fascinating? Um, so yeah, it was very, very interesting. Um, but yeah, kind of, do you have any particular thoughts or, 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 you know, reactions to anything going on in the comics so far? Um, no, I mean, I, 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 you know, obviously like we talked about, you know, whatever, uh, Project Luminous is, is still, uh, kind of, uh, looming over us, <laughs> no pun intended, but, um, so obviously we'll we'll have to see what that is. Uh the the, the repeated now uh first uh Charles Soule dropped the the High Republic thing in, in the Kylo Ren uh in Kylo Ren comic and then he dropped it in Star Wars. So clearly and clearly he they're giving him the the go ahead to put that stuff in there. Uh and I, I think it's even beyond a go ahead. I think they're telling him to put it in there. But um <laughs> It is. It was to see what that ends up being, but um, but no. Nah, I mean, obviously, they also they they came out with the cover uh for the new uh, Alphabet Squadron uh, book that's coming out. Yes. Uh, and they they came out with an excerpt and synopsis, I imagine. But uh, other than that, it seems like it's been a uh, it, it, that that's that's the those are the latest updates with all the books. Yeah. Yeah, I mean those are the latest updates. Really, all the uh, all the books so far. Uh, Rise of Kylo Ren is coming out uh, very soon. I think in a few days. I believe it comes out like the twelfth or thirteenth, somewhere around there. So um, I may have a review for that next uh, week. Uh, I'll try. I'll try my best um, uh, to have a review for that as well. And um, I also did finish um, uh, Star Wars Force Collector. Uh, and, uh, just very, very brief kind of review of the book. I thought it was very well done. I'm very impressed with what Kevin Shinnick, um, ha- was able to, was able to do. I mean, I, um, I mean, the main, main character, um, uh, named Carr, who kind of has it, he has the same ability as, um, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Quinlan Voss and, uh, others where they can end up and Cal. From um, uh, from uh, uh, the game Fallen. Fallen Order, yeah, we can kind of sense. You touch an object, kind of get its history, um, and uh, but his is just he isn't as in tune with the Force as say a Jedi would be. But that's kind of his main kind of Force ability. You know, he said he's like a, he's more in tune with the Force than similar to ways that Mas Kanata and others are, where they they can't just use the Force completely. But this is. You know, they are like in connected with the force in this particular way. Um, but um, but yeah, it was a very, very well told story. A lot of connections and a lot of other things, a lot of callbacks to the movies where he'll touch a he'll touch an object and just get glimpses of past into the Clone Wars, into this, to Anakin, to Luke. Um, and he he literally touched uh, C-3PO or what I believe is C-3PO's um arm or a limb of c-3po and uh he just got he just became he knew everything he knew about order 66 because c-3po knew about everything <laughs> so he just gained knowledge about everything that happened and he just wanted to you know he went to tell his friend and he went to um you know he had all this information 
And, uh, you know, it was a lot of family drama with his parents not wanting, trying to say that maybe he just has some kind of disease because he had been having these visions for such a long time and they didn't know what it was. It was very, it's a very, very good, very touching story as well because it turned out his grandfather was a Jedi and, um, you know, he had gone on a search to find him, you know, and he ends up finding him. Very, very touching, very good story. I thought it was very well done. Is very kind of, um, you know, story about very much about friendship. Wasn't a lot of cheesy romance that I thought that may come into play, but it did not. And I was very, I was very happy about that. It was just a very good book, you know. I have to say, so I I I would love to read more of Kevin Chinnick's work. Hopefully, they have him do something else uh, Star Wars related going forward in the future. Um, but yeah, uh, that's really all for this week's show. Um, uh, so we, I'm sure we'll have, uh, more to talk about next week and we may also do a kind of pre-game preview, uh, because that will be the last show before we start, uh, reviewing Clone Wars, um, cause we'll start jumping on that week to week, uh, so you can look forward to that, uh, while that lasts, um, and, uh, uh, yeah, and of course we'll talk about, uh, we'll try to get, I'll try to get to Kylo Ren. And we'll talk about any other news that drops. I don't think there's anything else exclusive dropping. But, um, but yeah, we'll be talking about anything that comes up. Any kind of rumors, uh, interesting news as always. Uh, that'll do it for this show. I'm your host, Shamari, joined by Kendall. We will see you guys next time. Peace.